Okay. Hey there. Hi there. Hello there. We are back with everybody's favorite teen television show. Whoa, the notes. I thought Whoa. you were going to say teen pregnancy. <laughs> yes. Secret Life by Megan Hamilton. What's it like to be best friends with Shailene Woodley? Oh, it's just great. <laughs> Anyways, stra- Stranger Things. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> 32 Reasons Why Season 3. It was pretty strange. Um, it's back. Is it better than ever? Mm, question mark. It's, I don't think this show is one of those where it's like, my favorite season is this one. I'm like, this is a whole mess. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. I enjoy watching it. It's not boring. It's not. It's like, it's binge worthy. But it's, it's a it's a guilty pleasure show. Yeah. It's definitely. not something where I'm like, this is my favorite show of all time. But I would say that, like, season two is probably my favorite, personally. I think I would have to go back and rewatch. Anyway, so this season introduces a brand new character, a character that has received much hate since her introduction to this universe. We all know why she's in here. Mm-hmm. She's here for, you know, they felt like they needed some diversity. And then they were like, we don't know how to tell the audience what's happened, so we're going to bring in this character, and she's basically going to be the outsider that tells us what's happening, which is really bad exposition. Yeah, it's cheap. She's the new girl in town, which I said this earlier. I have a problem when shows introduce the new girl or the new guy because it just seems like just like bad writing. It's, it's cheap. And when they're the new character, they stay the new character forever. Mm-hmm. Like. This show, this season, goes back and forth between eight months ago and present day. Mm-hmm. Like, it just flip-flops back and forth to, like, when Bryce left to go to Hillcrest and After, now. Yeah. Like, post-death. Yeah. But... We should also say that this character's name is Ani. Yeah. A model what? Ani, you know, she's she's just, like, moody, and she thinks she's, like, philosophical. She thinks she's so different, and, like, she's like, I know how to read people. I know everything. I'm like, no, you just know how to get in everybody's business. Seriously, the whole show is her is people talking. The camera pans back, and it's Ani looking over the doorway, just like, what's going on now? I need to know everything. And she narrates. At first, I thought she was, like, speaking directly to you, like, yeah. second person almost. Yeah. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then you quickly realize she's in a police interrogation room, and she's talking to somebody, and we don't know who that somebody is until, like, the very last episode. I think it's, like, is it Deputy Sandal? Alex's yeah, daddy. Yeah, so basically, what is ha- the whole premise of this season, Bryce Walker has been killed. And they're trying to figure out who did it. And Clay is, you know... Prime suspect. Prime suspect because he said some things. You know, Clay, he's got a little temper. And they've got a pass. And basically, they're just trying to figure out who did it. You know, most like other seasons. It's up to the kids to figure it out. And Ani is really trying to build a case as to why it doesn't necessarily have to be Clay because everybody had beef with Bryce at some point. But she's also trying to make the case that he was killed, but whoever killed him, you know, I bet they were in the right. They're very much trying to justify what they did. Mm -hmm. And it's like, mm. because I had a problem with the very last episode. And I don't know if we're going to go in order. Let's talk about, like, the background. Okay. So... I don't even remember how it starts. The beginning of this season was very confusing for, like, the first three or four episodes. 
because like we said earlier, it flips back and forth between present day and eight months ago. And in the beginning, I couldn't understand, like, when was when. Yeah. Where we were. And, like, the first three episodes are kind of a blur to me, I would say. But eventually you start to be able to, like, tell what happened when because the saturation. When it's very saturated, it's the past. Yeah. When it's desaturated, it's a uh, present. But also... The aspect ratio, like, there's black bars, basically. Like, if you don't know what aspect ratio, it's, like... I know what aspect ratio is. Well, like, <laughs> I'm explaining it to the people out there. <laughs> I thought you were, like, if you're no, stupid and don't know what aspect ratio but is. basically, the... This kind of annoyed me because I hate it when TV shows do this. This TV show had aspect ratio of the in the present of 20... It was, like, 20, 20, 22, 9, something like that. That's for a movie, this is not meant for television shows. Aspect ratio, I think it was like 16-9 in the past. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's, that's that good makes television. sense for it, like what it's supposed yeah, to be. But this time they're trying to make it like theatrical or something like that. And I'm like, this is not meant for television. Especially in the early, like the first maybe like four or five episodes, whenever it would be back to the present, mm-hmm. it had you could tell they were going for a more cinematic mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. And I was, it, I don't know, it was just weird. And the pacing was kind of weird because they kept mentioning this homecoming game and like, oh, what happened at and the homecoming game? Barely, we were like, what is this homecoming game? And I don't think they even really got to it until like episode 11 or 12. They explained like mm-hmm. what went down with the homecoming game. Yeah. Um, but I guess like just right off the bat, like one of the big things is like what happened after last season? Because the last season ended with Tyler. He was prepared to, you know, go shoot up the school because he he was um you know he went through some hard stuff you mm-hmm. know monty he did something really horrible to him you know tyler felt like it was everybody else's fault and then clay and tony managed to talk him down so where do we pick up from there um so they ended up getting rid of the guns which ties into this season the end um they dumped them in like the ocean or whatever yeah. and which is a horrible idea to begin with, because in the season, fishermen just pick it up. They find it. Like you're not disintegrating the guns. Mm-hmm. First of all, they get rid of like they get rid of the guns. They get Tyler back home, and his parents like they don't know any of like mm-hmm. what just went down. And at first, when I think they were in like a parking garage or like a warehouse or something, yeah. and they were trying to get Tyler to like explain like yo like what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, He's like, oh, my God, my parents. And I don't know why my head went to Did he kill his parents? Yeah, that's kind of where my head went first. But I was like, Tyler, like, killed his parents. Mm -hmm, Because he had a good relationship with them. Yeah. Um, It's, I don't know. See, I kind of had a problem with this whole thing because, obviously, Tyler went through something very traumatic. Mm -hmm. And he, like, literally nobody knew about this. I, for some reason, thought that he had told Clay at the beginning of the season, but he never did. And we get this really touching scene where he finally opens up to Clay because Mr. Porter comes back and he's like, you know, I kind of noticed Tyler's been through something. He doesn't like being touched. He keeps to himself. Monty, it obviously has something to do with Monty. So Clay tells him, like, you can tell me anything, but you don't have to. And he opens up. And it's very touching. He was crying, and I was, like, ready to cry with him, honestly. Yeah. But basically, for the whole season, everybody kind of takes turns of looking after Tyler. Yeah. Just making sure he won't do anything drastic. They're on a schedule of, like, 
who takes him home after school, who meets up with him in between classes, who has lunch with him. And some of the people are actually, you know, treating Tyler like a friend, like, like Tony, Tony and Clay. Clay and Alex. And then you have ones like Jessica and Justin. Well, and Justin kind of... Justin was kind of like, eh. Jessica, on the other hand... Jessica and Zach, they were not... They were, like, treating him like it was a chore. Well, Zach, first of all, was the one that said, like, this is... We're basically taking care of somebody who could have been a school shooter. We should have told the police a long time ago. Zach's the one who called the police at the dance in season two. Um, Jessica, she kind of forgets about him. She thinks he's strange. He's weird. Mm -hmm. And um, Jessica's, like, in charge of this, um, like... I guess, a club. She assumes the role of class president after our girl Courtney graduates. And she starts this club called HO, um, which is just hands off our bodies. Mm -hmm. So it's a club for survivors of sexual assault. Yeah. And which sounds good and fine and dandy, but there are like problematic people in it. And I do appreciate this show did highlight people who go too far, Mm -hmm. people who don't go far enough. Um, you know, there's, it's not necessarily black and white. It's, there are gray areas, but you know, Tyler comes in one day and he's like, Jessica, hello. And she's like, oh, I forgot it's my day, which sounds like horrible. It sounds like a parent and you <laughs> yeah. left your kid in the car. Like, <laughs> it sounds so bad. I felt so bad for Tyler because people would like forget about him. And the actor that plays Tyler, I think his last It's like David Devin, Dru- Devin Druid. Yeah. Devin Druid. I was going to say David, but, um. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he's really good. And, you know, I was trying to look up a recap. I completely skipped over the recap season one, too, which is why I was so confused. I did watch it because I needed it. But um, if you look at Tyler season one, this boy. He's a little boy. He looks so different. He's a little boy. I'm like, what do they do? And now he's like, I'm a big, strong man. <laughs> he does look, like, stronger. He's, he looks like he overtowers everybody. Yeah, and I'm like, that's my baby boy. Yeah. Like, I forgot he actually didn't have, like, a shaved head at some point. He had, like, really curly hair. I miss the curls, TBH. I don't know why. Um, but, yeah, Tyler, he's just... Jessica's scared of him, almost. Yeah. Because she knows what he's capable of until she learns that, you know, he has been through things that are very similar to what she has been through. And, um, this kind of goes in with that character... What's her character's name? Casey. Casey. Horrible. We did, we did not like her. She, are we using the correct pronouns? Because I know that the um, actor that plays Casey uses um. I don't they them. I pronouns. never like because it's Bex Taylor Krause, who is actually in Dumplin. Okay, so do we just refer to the character as she? I'm just gonna say Casey. Okay, Casey. So basically, uh, Casey. Casey, basically. basically. <laughs> There's Katie just, like, combining words again just to get through life faster. Basically, Casey is problematic. Casey kind of overthrows Jessica because Jessica, while, yeah, she does want to make a change at the school and she wants to prevent what has happened to her from happening she, to other people. She also reveals to everybody that she was raped by Bryce. Yeah. But Casey passes a lot of judgment on Jessica for not wanting to protest at this kid's funeral because Jessica, she knows, like, where to draw the line. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, I understand, you know, what he did to me was awful and what he did to other girls was awful. But at the same time, he has grieving parents. Yeah, there's a time and a place. Mm-hmm. And Casey is aggressive. She's like, 
if we don't yell loud enough, people aren't going to notice us. Which I can understand that mentality, but at the same time, you yell too loud, nobody's going to want to listen to you. Yeah, it's because you just become an annoyance Mm -hmm. more than, like, actually affecting change. And Casey doesn't want Tyler to be in the group because... Well, I think Jessica had said we're not going to, you know... We're, we're not going to storm the funeral. And Tyler was like, well, yeah, I, I agree with Jessica. And Casey basically turns around and says, why are you even here? This is for, you can't speak up. This is for sexual assault survivors. Yeah. And, like, little does she know. Tyler that, is one. Yeah, but, like, not everybody wants to speak up on the issue. Yeah. Like, their own issue. They're just looking at him as an ally until later on when he, you know, confesses, like, what well, he's been through. she even didn't really want him in the group in the first place because he was a man. Which and is... She had this idea in her head that men can't be assaulted. Yeah. And she is a character is annoying. She comes around through at the end. Like, she's less problematic, but... In the beginning, I was like, just shut up. Like, oh, my God. She's she's a stereotype. She's she's a social justice warrior. And, you know, I she, have no she, problem with speaking on, like, controversial topics or, like, you know, asserting your own beliefs or whatever. But, like, she was so, like, even the way she dressed, it was just a stereotype. There's always that kid. And I see this on campus, so it's accurate. It's not, like, fake. Yeah. Um, they definitely dialed Casey up to 11, but... Mm-hmm. Like, she has all the pins where it's, like, love a rainbow. love, the rainbow pin, which is fine. You know, represent yeah. your community. But it was to the point where it was almost ridiculous because mm-hmm. it was, like, you need to calm down. Yeah. But anyway, Ani, that's how Ani sort of gets involved in Jessica's life is because Jessica is talking to Courtney about you know, the problem with jocks on campus and rape culture and Courtney's like, well, I think you should run for class president. And this is when Ani kind of first sticks her head in. She's like, a student council meeting that I wasn't invited to? I'm going to join in. She's like, oh my God, you're a boss babe, Jessica. And Jessica's literally like, why do you go around telling that to everybody? Yeah, she's like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And Ani's like, I just know people. I'm like, that was when I knew. I was like, annoying. But she becomes Jessica's campaign manager. And then here was something that really threw me about this show, right? So they have, after Jessica's been elected to class president, mm-hmm. they have, um, I guess, like an SGA meeting or whatever. And all of the jocks are there. And they're deciding where funding goes. I'm like, SGA does not have that this kind is, of power. Yeah, this isn't. Like, we do that for prom. Not, like, not even that sometimes. My school didn't even use SGA for prom. Like, we had a prom committee. Oh, we didn't have that. I think our school was too small for that. But, like, they were just because, like, well, the arts aren't getting enough money, and this isn't getting enough money, and all the athletics is getting a lot of money, which is an accurate thing. Yeah, but she also was saying, like, we're not going to fund... Um, boys sports, which I thought was kind of crazy. No, I think at one point she said we should, like, disband boys sports. Yeah. But, like, you have to also think, Jessica, even, even though it is a very toxic environment there are people on there who you know it's like zach said there are people on there whose lives depend on this you know zach uh he depended on it for Mm the longest time justin Justin, depended on it justin and it kind of bugged me that she only just saw like she was like oh justin justin's infected by well i guess i guess everything's just okay (laughs) it's like casey's like you're back with the guy that let you get raped. I was like, 
was like, stop with that extra. And I love how they broke up in the same freaking episode. Like, they were like, who cares, babe, what anyone thinks? And Justin's like, I can't do this. I have to say, I'm not a big fan of their relationship, only because I have no idea what's going on half the time. They're very back and forth all the time. But at the start of the season, Jessica is still with Alex. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, you know, she dated Alex when uh, Hannah was still up and kicking. Um, And that's what... And that's, what being, Hannah drove, that's what drove Hannah down the drain. That's what drove her to the blade. But, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But then they broke up because Jessica was with Justin. And then now her and Alex are back together as of season two because, you know, she's like, I don't want anything to do with Justin. I don't want to deal with that. But Jessica said, listen, when we're talking bodies, honey, it ain't working. We ain't, we ain't communicating. She said, this body and that body? No. And then Ani's like, you just need to, like, explore. This was weird. I kind of loved that scene, though. But it was weird when Ani was getting involved. She was like, yeah, let me just tell you everything. And I'm like, ew, why do you know everything? Just just shut up. Like, this is, there's a reason the internet is, like, there. I know, like, let a queen live. But Jessica, she's talking about how she really struggles, like, with her own sexuality, like, after being raped, which is, like, a natural response. Mm. Because she's like, whenever I see my body, all I can think of, like, is him. Yeah. And I, I got that. She's like, it's like my body's not even mine. And she starts, you know, figure out more about herself and figure out what she's into and reclaim her sexuality, which I thought was so cool. Mm-hmm. And she realizes, like, yo, I want Justin. Do I think it was okay for her to be cheating and lying? No. No. But I'm happy that she figured herself out, figured it out, and was able to kind of not move past it, but like. She gained more confidence in her. So. And even, like, her whole appearance changed. Mm. Like, what, like her hair was different. She had, like, the little braid at the Like, tanks. even uh, Mrs. Baker noticed that. She, she was, was like, like, you look more bad A. And I was like, honestly, Jessica, go mm. up. But she was with Justin, and there was this scene, and I was screaming. She was like, this is okay. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I was yelling. But um, that kind of makes Alex be like, my body, my little body. Which is something I'm glad they touched on. Because it's not touched on enough. Male body image issues are never talked about. This this part of the series is when it started to pick up a little Mm -hmm. bit for me. Um, It's basically a whole episode revolving around, like, steroids or trying to find more evidence. Because I think there were, like, drugs and stuff found near Bryce when he was pulled out of the river. And they were like, okay, we need to figure out where all these drugs are coming from. So they search everybody's lockers. They kind of discover that Alex has been using steroids. And that there are people on the baseball slash football team that are juicing. Mm -hmm. And Alex tries to throw his steroids, like, in the trash. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the team, the investigative team, they find it. And she's like, I know why he's taking these. And I'm like, no, you freaking don't. Like, why do you – do you spy on everybody? Yeah, and it's like Alex has been through a lot physically, especially, like, after season one and his mm-hmm. suicide attempt. Like, he was dealing with a lot of, like, mental issues and mm-hmm. physical issues. And when Jessica leaves him, like, post-sex, because she's like, this just is not working for me anymore. He starts to feel insecure because – he's not good enough or he doesn't look like Justin. Yeah. He's like, which Justin is not that freaking jacked. I don't know why everyone's like, just like, yeah, I'm not saying he has a bad body. I'm not saying that at all. He's a very nice looking man. Everybody is a good body. Everybody on the show is very good looking. Yeah. But like, he thinks, you know, maybe 
if I like get jacked, I'll have a chance with her again or whatever. Um, even though they just work better as friends. Yeah, I always, uh, I always found them awkward mm-hmm. together. I was like that. Okay, last season when they had their little moment at the ocean or whatever, I thought that was cute. But other yeah. than that, no. But um, you know, you know, he's starting to lift some weights, and then because I think he asked Zach. He's like, can you help me with this? Zach's like, sure. Why not, buddy? And then, you know, he's struggling a little bit. And one guy, he's over here. And he's like, yo, I know what can, I can hit you up. I and get you the juice, baby. Yeah, yeah. And then through that, Bryce and Alex start to form some relationship. Mm-hmm. It's very odd and out of nowhere, I felt like. But, you know, we're trying to humanize Bryce this season. Because at first it seems like, oh, I'm just here to get that juice, that Capri Sun mm-hmm. hookup. But then it's like, yo, we're hanging out. We're going to parties together. We're doing this. We're doing that. Yeah, we're going to go trash my dad's new mansion, even though it wasn't even his. Traumatize a child. I know. He's like, that poor little child. Alex, that's what drove Alex. Not anything else. Not, you know, Bryce raping multiple girls. It was Bryce, you know, traumatizing a child by just yelling. I don't think he was ever okay with, like, the raping thing. I just don't understand. Okay, yeah. But it's like he started to see Bryce as, like, an actual human who's, like, willing to help him out. But this is what bugged me about Ani. Ani knew about what Bryce did to everybody Mm -hmm. sexually. And she still willingly had sex with this man. And I was like, this girl is nuts. I I I, have more to say on that. I'm, like, livid at... Ugh. But it's like... Bryce hooks up Alex sexually with a prostitute so, like, that he can, you know, feel adequate and feel important and, like, all this stuff. And, like, the girl that plays the prostitute, she was a queen. Yeah, she was very nice. She was, you know, I guess, I don't know if it's, like, part of their job, but, you know, the guy make him feel important, feel special. And And she let him cry. I was like, oh, God. I was like, hey, hey, hey. And my steroids. And she's like, it's okay, baby. It's okay, sweetie. She's okay. like. <laughs> and then, okay. Who, what are the other characters on this list? Um, We have Tony. I don't like what they did with Tony's story. Um, I appreciate the effort. You know, they tried to deal with, they tried to pinpoint every hot issue mm-hmm. this season. They dealt with abortion for one episode, then just left that drive. You know, Tony, his family's from Mexico, so they were like, obviously, we have to deal with ICE, because he's from Mexico. Deportation. Obviously. Which is a real issue. I'm not trying to downplay that at all. But at the same time, it's like, they're more than just that. It felt cheap. Yeah. I mean, I personally found the scene where he's standing with his sister at the door. I I know you found it cheesy, but I I personally liked it, where they're like... You know, we're not alone. We're, we always have each other's backs. Stuff like that. And I, I liked it. I thought that was so I thought it was whack. cute. Well, okay. I thought it was cute. But then they... Because the only reason they used that storyline is because it was revealed Bryce's parents were the one that called ICE on his family. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to be Tony's motivation to kill Bryce. We're trying to figure out what's everybody's motivation. I personally think they could have done something with Caleb, his boyfriend. Because Caleb was there, but just as a supportive guy. Yeah, he was just there because he was in the last season. Yeah. But um, I will say, so basically the whole thing with Tony is, like, Bryce shows up, 
with his taillight busted or whatever because he was drunk and driving mm-hmm. Monty home from a party, which is a whole other thing. I need to talk about Monty. I need to. So episode three or four, I put it in my notes. I said, Monty has some sexuality issues. Like, I called it from the get-go. Yeah. Because he was like, what are you, an F-word slur? F-word slur? F-word Nobody slur? Nobody else said it as much. I don't think anybody else really said it. And I'm like, you're projecting, sweetie. And I think everybody else was like, this dude's got some issues. Because I'm like, it's 2019. <laughs> we don't say that. Mm-hmm. And um, they go to a party. Bryce takes Monty to a Hillcrest party. So he doesn't really know anybody there. And he's kind of not about it because, you know, it's a bunch of rich kids. Hillcrest is also like an all-boys school. Yeah. But, like, they knew girls from, like, an all-girls school. So everybody's there. And, you know, Monty... He don't know what's going on. And then him and Winston, they make eyes. I said, ooh. And then I think Winston afterwards, you know, they do they do some dirty work. It got so aggressive. I was afraid. I said, ooh. Yeah, Monty, I would be terrified to be in the same room as him. Because Winston is just chilling on the floor, you know, looking at some vinyls as rich boys do. And um, I must have said, Bryce, that's not what I meant to say. Monty comes strolling through looking for the bathroom, or so he says. And they start Everybody's to, excuse. They start to get a little sugar. And Monty, he's into it, and you can tell my boy is into it. And then he's like, I'm not get Back up. Back up. He's like... <laughs> because all Winston does afterwards, he's like, hey, nice to meet you. And he's like, what'd you say to me? What'd you say? And then he beats him up. And then even Bryce is like, chill. chill. <sighs> Because I'm like, if anything, you're heightening other people's image of you. Mm-hmm. Like, this dude, all he said was, like, maybe we should hang out again sometime. Which doesn't even mean anything to anybody else. Just means, like, let's go eat a coffee. And even if it did, who cares? Mm-hmm. But I think all of that homophobia comes from his dad. Yeah. And, because, you know, Monty gets abused at home. And I'm not saying, like, that's any excuse to be a fathead. Mm-hmm. But, like, whatever. Um but it's just, like, this whole thing. And then later on, he ends up rekindling that flame with Winston. He's mm-hmm. like... He's like, but I'm not gay, though. And then Winston's like, you can be whatever you want to be. He's like, as long as we have a fun time. <laughs> as long <laughs> as I'm getting this, buddy. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, he's like, as long as I'm getting those sugars, it don't matter to mm-hmm. me, honey. So he stays. But Monty has been lying about his alibi, like, this whole time. Because when the cops are trying to figure out who killed Bryce, they're asking everybody, where were you on homecoming and night? And, you know, Monty don't want to say what he's really been doing. So he said he was at, uh, he was, like, super drunk at a party with Charlie, who's mm-hmm. one of the other football guys. Which, they really tried to make Charlie important, and I was like, why? I don't know who this guy was until they were like, yo, Charlie, well, let's talk about this. And I'm like, who's Charlie? They, like, kept, like, bringing him up. I'm like, who cares? It's like that guy from last season. I want to know who, what happened to Scott. They like, tried to make it seem like he was important, they and then tried, they just gone. They tried to ha- just humanize, like, one of the baseball football players and just make him seem like a character, and then he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically, Tyler finally goes to the police and says... Montgomery De La Cruz been doing some stuff. And, and he gets arrested. He gets arrested. And so Ani finds this opportunity to be like, okay, we need to save Clay because Clay's been arrested. And um, so I'm just going to blame Monty because, you know, he's already in jail. Whatever. He's already taken the fall for something else. So, But Monty's motivation. Sorry to me. Yeah, so, go ahead. His motivation was supposed to be that Bryce had all this info on him. 
and he didn't want it to get because out. Because Tyler went to Bryce, actually. Yeah. Because he thought Bryce was the one to tell Monty to... See, it's all... I mean, everything's connected, but it's a lot. But during the night of the homecoming game, the Hillcrest players, they go through the um, Liberty locker room, and he's like, if I ever hear anything from Tyler about you acting a fool again, square up. And Monty also thinks that Bryce kind of knows about his, his sexuality, sexuality. Which I think he did because Bryce is the one who paid off Winston to not mm-hmm. say anything. Yeah. So I'm like, obviously, there's something going on there. And he knew that... You know, he was like, I'm going to say that you messed up Tony's car last season and that you're the one that gave Alex the gun, which I had no idea about that. Mm, I didn't either. Bryce has a lot of dirt on Monty. Yeah, she's like, so if you step out of line, just know all these secrets are getting spilled. And, you know, Monty does have a pass with the salt. Mm-hmm. He beat Winston up and all that. So Ani goes to police and she tells this whole story. It's basically the whole story of... Season three. Yeah. She tells uh, Deputy Sandal everything. But she's an unreliable narrator because mm-hmm. she only tells the truth when it's positive. Yeah. She said Tyler was planning on to go shoot up the school. Mm-hmm. And, well, let me get through Monty first. But basically, um, she says, yeah, so Monty is your guy. And apparently everybody's just like, okay. But then they're like, well, Monty was killed in his jail cell. Which I think is something to do with his dad, because I'm guessing, like, his dad said, like, my kid's never going to make it, you know. Or something, well, people have also been saying, you know, it could have just been any people who know what he did, and they were disgusted by it, so they were like, we're going to beat you up for it. I thought he killed himself, but I guess I'm wrong. They said he was killed, so I don't know. But, um... On the whole, like, Monty thing, the cops, like, they're really not working with with evidence this season. It's all word of mouth, which doesn't make any sense because anyone can lie about an alibi. Like, anyone can say, I was here at this time. And they've been changing their alibi left and right. Yeah, it's like, well, I didn't want to say who I was really with because of X, Y, and Z. But the thing about Monty, it's like, obviously he was with Winston and he didn't want people to know about that. Mm -hmm. So he lied and was like, oh, I was at this party. But... Everybody's alibi was a hot mess. Like, Jessica said she was with Justin to protect him when she was actually at home. Mm-hmm. And Clay, he didn't have an alibi because he was alone. Yeah. But he, like, the whole reason everyone thinks it's Clay is because of these text messages and this video footage. And at first, I thought the video footage was from, like, I think it was actually season two when he well, had the gun. And um, Mrs. Walker heard him say, I'm mm-hmm. going to kill you yeah. in their driveway. The only evidence they have on him is verbal evidence. Yeah. Of him saying, I'm going to kill you. But, like, there's probably been so many people who said that to Bryce. But because of, like, Clay, like, he just seems the most likely. And what really kills me about it is Clay got all involved because of Ani, who I'm like, boy, she is not worth it. Let me just say. Because he's got a little crush on her. My whole problem with Ani, like, my main problem, other than her being a know-it-all, was that... It's like, in her head, she did not understand, like, the role that she's playing in other people's lives. Like, she's She's a manipulator. For real. And, like, I'm normally not the one to be like, you got led on. But she was definitely leading him on. Because they were doing, like, their cosplay thing. I don't know what they were talking about. But she's like, okay, I need you to take your shirt off, and I'm going to take your measurements. And, you know, Clay, he felt a little insecure, but it's okay. She was like, oh. I think you look nice. You're a nice, skinny little boy. And then she's like, okay, now I'm going to take my clothes off and you're going to measure me. And he's over here just like, you in my little apartment thing. 
That apartment, we didn't even talk about that. Oh my god. So it's called the outhouse. It's basically just an extension of Clay's actual house. And keep in mind... It's like a guest house. Yeah. Clay's parents, they're in the process of adopting Justin, which I think is so cool. Like, I like that he's a part of that family. Because he deserves... He deserves a love. A family. But they got their own, like, apartment, basically. And it's so symmetrical and just... And nice. Yeah. And decorated well. And it's like... I do not believe these two teenage boys live here. I'm like, what kind of budget do, like, Clay's parents have? I don't know. Because they have two beds, a kitchen, a bathroom, but without a shower, because that's their only way. Like, they they said, we gotta use the shower inside, because we have to go in at some point. In a living room. I don't know. I'm like, if I even said, like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna have the... Do you know how hard, like, my grandparents would clown on me? Like, with whose money do you think you're about to be doing know. all this? But, but anyways, Ani, you know, uh, she even kisses him. Twice. And he's like, well, I thought we had something. She's like, I don't know what you talked about. She's like, you're not my type. It's like they're talking about, okay, so they agree to go to dinner together to talk about, um, like, evidence or something. And Clay thinks it's a date. And Ani's like, no, this is not a date. Because Tyler shows up and it's like, Clay, it's your night. And Ani's like, join us. And Tyler's like, like, well, it looks like you guys are on dating. And they're like, like, Ani's like, no. And Clay's like, what? Clay's like, I do not have luck with these ladies. I need to get out of here. I'm like, you need to leave her alone. But she, like, there's so many instances where she, like, plays up these romantic feelings. Like, when she keeps calling him handsome. And, like, he's, it's her favorite school tour she's ever been on. Which is honestly my favorite scene of Clay. I thought that was funny. When he was giving the tour of the school, I was like, wow, kudos to you. But um, even when... She teaches him I love you in Swahili, and she's talking about how she's never been to a school dance before, and, like, oh, like, she's basically insinuating, like, someone invite me to the dance, oh. And then, because she's like, I'm actually a romantic person. I like that, Dochester's. And he comes up, and he's like, I'm going to be really romantic. I'm going to give her some flowers. Yeah. And he tries to give her his whole freaking bike. You remember that scene? Yeah, I remember. I'm like. Boy. And, and she starts crying. She's like, I love it. Nobody's ever done something like this for me before. And she's still over here like, oh, we're just friends. And, like, Clay's favorite character, because they, what sparked all this bonding is that they like the same comic, Alien mm-hmm. Killer Robots. And Clay's fa- favorite character is obviously has similar characteristics to himself. And Ani's mm-hmm. like, that is not my type. That is disgusting. She's like, ew. I hate boys who fix problems. I just... Is so uh, the amount of times I have texted you being like, I hate Audie, I hate her so much. Why they decided to bring her in, we don't know. We were fine the way we were. She just, I don't know. For someone who claims to know so much, she is so oblivious about so many things. But she hooks up with Bryce because they live in the same house. Because she's like, Ani's mom's, Ani's mom's, whoa, <laughs> Ani's mom is Bryce's grandfather's like caretaker, like yeah. nurse. So that sparks their relationship. Is Bryce like, well, post drip broker? And you know, Bryce has been kind of aggressive with her. He just he throws drinks everywhere. He's constantly drinking. He smokes. He like he, grabs on her and is like, I need you. I need you, Ani. Which I get because it's like I have all these problems. You're making me better, girl. And I just don't understand why. 
I didn't completely understand where Clay got at when he's like, why did you sleep with this guy? For real. When you know everything he's done, she's like, well, I believe he could be a better person. Oh, my God. Like, well, I don't think sleeping with him is the way to go with that. And the thing is, is when they have sex, like, Bryce is still clearly having issues with communication. Because, like, she's, like, slower, slower. And he's like, ah, ah. Because Mr. Porter, he's kind of, like, counseling him. Bryce's mom's last resort is to She's call like, Kevin. I don't know what to do with my son. Kevin P. Yeah. So, Bryce, at the end of it all, he admits what he knew. He, he did was wrong. He kind of knew everything. He even says, like, I'm having sex with this girl. He doesn't mention it's Ani. Mm-mm. He says, she wants to be on top, and I just don't like that. And every time, I just want to be aggressive with her. And he says, I don't know why I'm feeling this, though. And... Kevin's over here like, maybe you should just not be doing the devil's tango for a while. Which I agree, because I'm like, you need to work out your own issues. Like, sex is not the most important thing. I know, I'm like, build your relationship. What is with these people and sex? They feel like it's just the most important thing of their lives right now. It's like being a hashtag teen. Clay is the only one out here just like, I just want to go home. He's like, virginity (laughs) is at the heart of the matter. But, like, Kevin is, like, giving him actual advice, and he's like, you know what? I want you to start keeping a journal to, like, track your progress, and, like, we can talk about, like, how you're changing as an individual. And one of the assignments he gives him is to write a letter from his parents' perspective to himself. Mm -hmm. And he writes this letter about the way his mom sees him. Mm -hmm. Because after the trial, Bryce's parents separate, and it's this whole thing. And his dad is... It's a trope I've seen before, but I think they did a pretty good job with it. His dad is, like, basically giving him gifts to keep him away from his Mm -hmm. new life with this new woman in this new house. And Bryce writes, like, you know, my mom never really, like, cared about me. She was more concerned about the looks of our house rather than, like, how I actually Mm -hmm. felt. But then his mom is like, that's not how I felt. Like, she was dealing with, like, postpartum depression, which is a real issue, and I'm glad they touched on it. Yeah, and also she didn't know she was prepared to be a parent. Yeah. And, like, her dad didn't really, like, she was, it seemed like she was abused as a child. Yeah, she comes from, like, a long, or not a long line, I guess, but she's had a lot of abusive relationships in her life, Mm -hmm. like her father and her ex-husband. And she even says to Ani at one point, I think my son's worse than both my Mm -hmm. father and my husband. But I do like that their relationship did... Yeah, I like Repair. I like how he's I think this is one of the things that people got annoyed at, but at the same time, not everything's black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, Bryce stood up for his mom multiple times. He's when, like, don't you ever talk to her like that again. Yeah, to his grandfather. His racist grandfather. Yeah. And, um, you know, she opens up this, like, meditation studio thing. And, you know, they're doing, like, some yoga pose. And he just starts crying. And they're like... Or even the scene with like where she's painting the room in the house. That's it was really nice because he spilled paint on the floors and he's like, I'm in trouble. And she's just like, Let's get paint everywhere. Like, let's, let's paint the floor. Let's just paint everything. And I I know like a lot of people are irritated. And I do think it's irritating when you take a character who's supposed to be bad and you like try to like give them redeeming qualities. Mm-hmm. But that is how people are. People are just they're not always bad or good and I'm like this is a Harry Potter quote but in 
the books, you know, serious black just I just made eye contact. That is not Harry Potter. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's just like hey. Groot was like, okay, girl. But like serious black does say, like there's not a good or a bad side. There's just people, and I believe in that. Like I'm not gonna say that Bryce Walker is like a, a good, good person. person because even at the very end when he was killed, you could see he's still like problematic. Prob- yeah, I mean. He says things about Chloe to Zach that really takes him off. And it's like, I don't know what, why people would get irritated when you can clearly see that he's got, he's still problematic. Yeah. And it's like, he's working through his issues, but I'm someone like, I believe at your core, you are who you are mm-hmm. in a certain way. It's like, yeah, you can work towards things and improve and change, but like you're always going to be somebody different to somebody else Mm -hmm. like you're to your enemy like you're a bad person but like in your family circle you might be like the most important person to like your parent or whatever yeah and I think with him like I don't know how they would have gone on with him still being alive I want that would have been interesting to see because I think to everybody in the group that was affected by Hannah he'll always be the same Bryce Walker yeah to his family, he'll always be the same. But I think it's Bryce's – it was his opportunity at Hillcrest to be somebody new. And he was having a tough time at Hillcrest because at Liberty, he was, you know, this big fish, right? But at Hillcrest, he's with guys that are have the same amount of power and status as him, but they now know about the trial. Mm-hmm. And, like, they treat him like trash. Like, they throw him down the stairs and, like, they just exclude yeah. him from everything. And I think that made him realize more – of what he I mean sometimes it takes that it's the mirror he's talking about it's like seeing these kids is like seeing myself then yeah and Tony actually finally gives him the tapes and is like you haven't listened to these tapes here you go you need to know what you did and he understands now because it's like Jessica goes to Bryce and is like you know what even though you ruined my life I am thriving. I'm doing this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And he's like, you know, I'm happy for you. But it's like he can't acknowledge that what he did was rape mm-hmm. until the very end when he records the tape for Jessica. Yeah. But um, I guess who's the only person we haven't talked about? Zach? Um, yeah, Zach. Oh, poor Zach. Oh, he's just so sweet. He just doesn't even. <laughs> oh, my it's God. like so. Okay, so Zach, he really didn't have a lot to do this season. Zachary Shanghai Dempsey. Um, so he got his knee busted at the homecoming game because Bryce just because him and oh my gosh, Chloe, we kind of needed. Okay, so Zach and Chloe. Chloe at the end of season two was pregnant. Now they were kind of like, we don't know what to do with this, so we're gonna have her get an abortion and we're done. And Zach is like the one who's like, I'll come with you. I'll be supportive. Because yeah. after the trial, Chloe and Bryce, they stayed together for a little bit, but obviously their relationship dynamic completely changed. Mm-hmm. She never told him until, like, the homecoming game, which is a whole thing. That's what sparks the chain of events, and is her telling him. And, you know, I don't think he would Bryce would have done anything to Zach if she hadn't said, Zach came with me. Yeah. She could have just said, a friend came with me, and he wouldn't have done anything, but... You know, that's Bryce's own fault. I will say that there. this is just something I picked up on that I thought was interesting. In the scene where Chloe's like, I'm still your cheerleader, Zachy. Zachy. I hate how they added E to everyone. Think Justy, Zachy, Brycey, Monty. Like, shut up. Ugh. But, um. Well, Monty was, like, okay because it's. It made sense. That was, like, his nickname. But, like, Zachy, Justy, and Brycey. It, it sounded gross. I'm like, get out of here with that. Um, she tells 
Bryce, like, hey, I thought you should know, like, yo, this is what went down. But their jerseys are 83 and 85. Bryce and Zach. Chloe literally comes between 83 and 85, and I just thought that was interesting. But, um, yeah, he does So, basically, he's still captain of the football team, but he's kind of trying – he's having a hard time letting go of the fact that he can't play football anymore. Because his knee's busted. Um, so, you know, he's kind of in the background the entire season, but he's still an important character because out of nowhere in, like, episode 11, 12 – He's 12. 12, you know, he's sitting at the gym, and is it Alex who – who is the person that comes Alex. up? Alex. Zach's over here like – I killed Bryce. And I was like, what? And, you know, Alex is like, what you mean? He's like, boy, what are you talking about? I mean, I kind of, I was, like, surprised. I was like, are they doing one of these things where it's like, oh, this is the least, this is the person you thought wouldn't do it. Because Zach was not really that present in this. Yeah, and Zach also, you know, that's just not Zach. But a lot of things started to add up after he said that, because at Bryce's funeral, Zach is, like, selected to speak, like, give mm-hmm. a eulogy type thing. And he tells his mom, he's like, I can't do this. Yeah. But he actually believes, like, he killed Bryce. I don't know. Okay, so, like, basically he goes to the doc that Bryce was going to meet Jessica at to give her the tape. But, you know, Bryce is mocking him, saying, like, did you ever do her? You you sleep with my girl. And And they didn't. They didn't have that kind of relationship. And Zach's over here like, you annoying. I'm going to beat you up. You ruined my life. You busted up my knee. No one good. I was about to go play football. (laughs) I'm about to go play college. And, you know, he breaks his arm. He breaks his legs. He beats him up. And then he just leaves him there. And he still believes he killed him. But I'm like, you do realize he drowned, right? Like, I thought that was a thing. And even Debbie Sandal was like, I mean, that was assault and battery. And they're like, you didn't kill him. And then... They know from evidence that, like, the person that had, you know, come and interacted with Bryce had, like, leg uh, problems. And so they were like, oh, that makes sense. He had a limp. Which and Zach had a limp because of the knee brace. Mm-hmm. But who else has a limp? Alex. Alex. And it's kind of troubling because his dad is the one doing all the reports and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, he... His he dad knew because the ti- he even said the tire tracks found at the scene matched the ones on my wife's car. Yeah, and it is revealed that you know Jessica because Bryce had told Jessica if you want to bring somebody with you to feel safe, you can do that, and she brings Alex. And you know, she fi- they find him, you know, all busted up. And what what happens exactly? I don't. So like. They come up on the scene, and Alex is like, what are you doing here? And Jessica steps out, and he's like, she's like, what do you have to give me? Like, let's get this over with. I'm ready to leave. And he pulls out this tape. He's like, sorry, there's blood on it. And she's like, hey, is this a joke? She's like, are you serious? Because it comes across as, like, him mocking mocking Hannah Mm -hmm. in a way. And he's like, no, I just thought it would be easier for you to listen to me here than to listen Mm -hmm. to me in person. And... He's, like, begging Alex and Jessica to, like, get him home, get him to the hospital, anything. And Jessica's, like, let's just leave him. But Alex, But Alex, you know, he wants to help him. So he helps him up. And what is, like, what what was the motivation for Alex to... He starts yelling about something. Like, Bryce is, like, screaming. I honestly don't remember what he said. I think it was something about, like, Zach... Or something. Oh, yeah. He was talking about, like, Zach, I'm going to kill him or something like that. And, you know, Zach really helped Alex in his toughest times. 
And so Alex starts to be like, you ruined my life. He's like, this cycle ends with you. And he pushes him off the dog. Like, he said, like, you're the reason everything has happened. And um, so he's just like, Brush like, I can't swim. Okay, I didn't float it. And then they're just, and Jessica and Alex are just standing there like, okay, then that happened. Let's go home. And they drive home, and Alex is like, everything's going to be fine. Like, they're not going to find anything out, blah, blah, blah. And Jessica's like, we can't be friends anymore because I cannot be associated with you. Also, we need to, as a last wrap up, do da da da, da, the homecoming game. So basically, the homecoming game, um, the HO, the ho, <laughs> uh, they were planning to just bombard it and being like, this girl is nasty. She's like, hey, hey, ho, ho, rape culture got to go. Like, I'm like, yes. And like all these girls in, in the in the ho group, they just like take their clothes off. There's red hand parents everywhere. Yeah. They put red paint on themselves. They put like, and you know, Tyler, he's taking pictures from him, but he gets a little queasy. Like. Triggered. Yeah, um, because he's got some PTSD he got to mm-hmm. deal with. And he sees the red paint, reminds him of blood, and then he's like, I'm out of here. And was that, was it Ani who saw him run? And he was like, she was like, Tyler. I don't know, but, like, she was worried about the cops coming. Oh, yeah, and then. And then Hillcrest, the Hillcrest boys like, hey, nice rat, girly. And then. They start grabbing Jessica. This one boy grabs her. I'm like, who do you think and you are Tony- with your saltine cracker looking self? And Tony says up, he's like, oh, he did not just do that. But he can't get involved because that three strike rule, he ain't trying to get deported. Yeah. But Clay's like, I'm going down there because he, want, he wants an opportunity to beat up Bryce. Yeah. And that's when Bryce jacks up Zach's knee. Oh, well, we should also mention this is when like Clay figured out that Bryce and Ani were like together. Together. And I think Jessica was mad at Ani for something because Ani was like, we got to leave. And Jessica's like, nope. Jessica's like, I'm doing my thing right now, And she sweetie. starts yelling. And everybody starts beating everybody up. Like you said, Zach's knee gets busted. And then this is the whole reason that the principal, Principal Bolin, wants Jessica to apologize on behalf of Liberty High School to the Hillcrest players. And Jessica's like, that is bull Oni. I'm not doing that. But uh-huh. she goes up, and she's supposed to be delivering an apology, but she doesn't. She's like, you know, we have to make change. She's uh-huh. like, I'm not going to stop fighting until this is not a problem anymore. And then she's like, you know what? Hi, I'm Jessica Davis, and I'm a survivor. And it starts this chain reaction of everyone else standing yeah, up. Yeah, I think it was Casey first, and then... Other people, Tyler does it when, because Clay is planning to flee, like, he's planning to go to Mexico. He's like, I got to go to Mexico. He's like, I'm not trying to get booked for something I didn't do. But he shows up to support Tyler, and Tyler's like, you know what, I'm Tyler down, and I'm a survivor. And then this other boy stands up and says it, and the most surprising one of all, Justin. Justin. I thought I missed something. I was like, am I missing something to where? I I was like, is he just doing it to support her? Mm -hmm. But no. I thought he was, he, my... It was either that or he was like, I'm a drug, like a drug addict mm-hmm. survivor. Or I was like, am I missing, did I miss something? But he later reveals that like this boyfriend of his mom when he was five years old. Molested was, him. Molested him. And you know, that was sad. I know. And it's like these people have so many, it's like you don't know that many, that much stuff about these people. And Justin is one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. as well because like. 
Jessica, her first reaction after that is like, you listen to me talk about like this situation forever and ever. And I had no idea like that you had gone through this and like, I should have been there for you or whatever. And he's like, you needed time to work through your own stuff. Yeah. And that is so selfless. Like, I feel like even though he has a lot of issues with, you know, addiction and just being problematic, mm -hmm. he's selfless at the end of it. Like, mm -hmm. he's down to, like, help others. And I think that's why him and Clay have that brotherly bond. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cute. And, you know, even, like, the principal was, like, clapping. He was like, you know what? We need to make some change at this school. And she quotes Bryce. About yeah. rebuilding the mirror. But, like, why was Ani the one that was like, where'd you get that quote? I think it's because she heard Bryce recording the tape in the oh. house. And she's like, hmm. Ani being nosy. She's yeah. like, oh, plagiarism. Love it. She's like, what'd you, what'd you listen to, Jessica? But what really threw me was in the last episode, because we're about to wrap it up, y'all. Um, Clay rolls up to... Annie's house, I guess. Why does Bryce's mom call her Annie? I don't know. She eventually corrects herself and is like, Annie. But um, Amara Josephine, Annie's mom, like, she knows what's been going down the whole time, but Annie thinks she's all sneaky or whatever. Um, and Annie's like, we're dating. And Clay's like, what? He's like, you know, I just got over you. He's like, I'm over this whirlwind, girl. I am done. But they end up together fat-headed. And then... The Monet scene. Do you want to cover it? The what? Oh, okay. So, you know, that's the cafe everybody's been meeting up at. And basically, Justin's like, I think we should have had a gallery for Tyler's, like, um, pictures and stuff. And basically, Tyler took a picture of everybody that has helped him through his experience. And it's just this big wall of all these beautiful portraits. I was like, I was like, this is so cute. Y'all really doing it. And Zach... Wasn't Zach the one that was like, why do, you, why do you have a picture up for me? And Tyler was like, well, I can take it down. And he's like, yeah, but I didn't, like, did I help you or something? He was like, well, you were nice, I guess. He really wasn't, though. <laughs> I mean, but he was like, I mean, you were there. At least you weren't Monty. Yeah, and, like, Zach's like, I'm so sorry that happened. If I would have known, I would have been nice to you. And, like, that's the whole message. Like, you don't have to know things about someone to be yeah. nice, to treat them like a human being. This is what kind of bugged me. And I'm going to go by it really quick because we mm -hmm. have, like, five minutes yeah. or three minutes. But basically, um, so Debbie Sandal was like, why shouldn't I arrest Tyler? Like, tell me why I shouldn't arrest Tyler. Or And Ani's like, you're not going to. I was like, what kind of authority does Ani have over these people? For real. And um, then, you know, he know, he knows that, like, Alex did it. And he burns all the evidence. How is that going to backfire on them in season four? Because I heard there is going to be a season four. And you know this isn't just going to blow over. People about to be losing jobs. Mm -hmm. Because Winston rolls up, he's like, I am Monty's alibi. Yeah, he's like, you didn't deserve to die like that. We were talking bodies mm -hmm. while you were dragging him in through the ocean or whatever. He come up here looking like a trendy little hipster boy, too. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. And then um, at the end of the episode, it shows that fisherman who drags up the bag of guns from the end of season two. Yep. We are full circle. We are back to the guns. I think Tyler's going to be dealing with some consequences. I'm just going to say that. He's, he's going to be dealing with something. I mean, I get why everybody protect everybody, but at the same time, Alex did kill, <laughs> did kill Bryce. I mean. They're all going to have to go down together on that one because they all concealed that's that. That's true. They, I mean, Alex is going to get the worst of it. Jessica next, but everybody else is going to get some kind like of Like Clay and Tony helped hide the guns. Like, did Zach ever, like, get in 
in trouble, or is it because he was dead? He was like, Meh. he called the cops at the dance and then was like, it's a false alarm. Well, no, like when he beat up Bryce, because oh. he was like, well, that's assault and battery, son. I'm, I'm assuming that he's getting some type of something, probably like community service. He's like, at least I'm not getting, going to jail for killing somebody. But he was like, that picture of me looks good. He's like, he's like, it makes me look good. And Tyler's yeah. like, why don't you just shut up, handsome Squidward? So, um. Speaking of Zach, because, like, how he looks and stuff, very good-looking man. Still looks like he could be in high school. Pull it off. I was looking at their ages. I'm like, okay, who is, like... He's, like, 34, probably. He's 29. He's older than Tony. Dang. (laughs) Tony is a father of four. He's, like... Well, he's 28. I mean, he... But he's... And I was like, Zach's older? (laughs) You know what they say? Asian don't raise him. True. I mean, he's a very good-looking man. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Yeah, um, we need to take a quiz. Take a quizzy quizzy. We take in the quiz. In honor of our favorite nosy queen. Um, I don't even remember. I was going to say her real name. I was like, I don't remember. Amarawat. Anisia or something like that. I don't know. Ani. Ani. What percent nosy are you? Do you stick your nose where it doesn't belong? A quiz from Remy Patel, a BuzzFeed staff member. Thank you. Remy. Remy. I don't know. There's no pronunciation. There will be eight quickfire questions followed by eight situational questions. Quickfire, have you ever secretly read someone else's text over their shoulder? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what about somebody's email? No. Nope. Have you ever looked through someone's browser history? No. Nope. Have you ever read someone else's diary? No. Nope. Have you ever stalked someone on social media to find out if they're in a relationship? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tried to guess someone's password so you could access something private? No. Nope. No. Have you ever peered through a window into a stranger's home? No. No. Nope. Have you ever Googled someone before a date? Never nope. been on one, so I can't relate. <laughs> Situational. You're house-sitting for a friend. Do you look through their stuff? Of course not. Only if I'm looking for something. Yes, I want to know if they have anything freaky. I would say only if I'm looking for something. Yeah. You're on a train listening to music where you see two people talking and then I can't even and then uh, animatedly. Thank you. What do you do? Take out one earbud just to see what they're saying for a second. Continue to listen to your music. Pause your music and listen to the conversation pa- intently. I pause my music and listen. Same. Sorry, I couldn't say that word. My brain. <laughs> you hear your neighbors arguing next door. What do you do? Ignore it and get on with whatever you are doing. Listen for a second just to check it's nothing serious. Put a glass to the wall and listen to go down. Um, I'm going to listen for a second just to check if it's nothing serious. Same, I'm like, that's not my business. You're chatting to a colleague who you don't know that well, and they mention they've just broken up with their significant other. How do you react? You ask them if they're okay and that you're sorry to hear about their breakup. You ask them if they want to talk about it. You give them a sympathetic, oh, no, and then later DM anyone who might know any more details of why it ended i'm the last one but not the dm part but more of the oh no i'm more of like you ask them if they're okay and that you're sorry to hear about their breakup i don't know how to respond to that kind of stuff you've just finished lunch at a restaurant with your mom this is really awning she asks you to hand her her shopping bags that are under the table what do you do what the heck hand her the shopping bags she asks you to hand her her shopping bags what do you do that's weird but okay hand her the shopping bags hand her the shopping bags and ask her what she's bought look in the bags before you pass them over to her 
I just probably just hand Are you guys her. not shopping together? Like, do you not know what she's shopping? I mean, I, I, I I'll just hand them to her. I don't care. Your partner has left their phone in the same room as you while they go for a shower. Their phone pings repeatedly with notifications. What do you do? Nothing. Read each message as they come through. Glance quickly just to see who's texting them. I'm I'm gonna glance quickly. I'm gonna glance. Just you know, I'm not gonna read every single one. Of them. It's all about trust, baby. Mm-hmm. A really drunk colleague has blurted out to you that they know something really bad, but you can't talk about it. You can tell they are weak and desperate to tell someone, but you know they'll probably regret letting it slip. What do you do? Tell them that it's probably best they don't tell you and that you hope everything is okay. Ask them for clues so you can guess, and it's not telling, is it? Buy them another drink and pile on the pressure until they finally crack. Um, I'm just going to say first one, you know. Same. It's not my business. You're at someone's house for the first time. Do you look through their bathroom cabinet? No. Only if I'm looking for painkillers or something. Or yes, no. No, that's very... Oh my gosh, that's very personal. I think we answered the same for almost all of them. I got 23% nosy. You're not nosy at all. You know how to mind your own business. And you certainly would never go through anyone's personal things or information. If people want to tell you something, then that's up to them. You got 28% nosy. You're a little bit nosy because you do like a bit of gossip every now and then, dang. But you would never press anyone for information they wouldn't willingly give. You're probably st- you. Oh my god, hello? Hi. You've probably stalked an ex on Facebook. Impossible, guys. And it's possible. Or glimpsed at a text over someone's shoulder. But for the most part, you mind your own business. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. So, guys, that was that. Are you nosy? Are you an Ani? Or a clay. I hope I'm a clay. I hope I'm a clay. I can't. Just like one of my own business. Or no, scratch clay, because he has a little nosy in him too. He'd be putting his head in places where it doesn't belong. Are you an Ani or an Amara Josephine? Like you mm. know the information, but you don't be. Mm-hmm. Or are you a Zach and just like I'm just done with everything? Are you Zach and just irrelevant? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I personally, I honestly can't wait till season four. I need to know more. Girl. I I didn't feel this way last time when season two ended. I was like, we need to be done with the show. I was cool with it ending at season two. But now I'm just like, what's the tea? I mean, it could end after season three, but I think there is going to be season four. And I think it's done after that. I think they've confirmed it. Season four is yeah. the last season. But um, what are they going to do with Ani? What are they going to do with Clay? They better kill off Ani. It better be like the death <laughs> Who of killed Ani? Who killed Ani? <laughs> and it's like, that nosy girl had to go. <laughs> Everybody's like, okay, so how are we going to kill this girl? She's the definition of an AB conversation, see your way out of it. That is uh, Ani. So, guys, give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Follow us on Twitter at Curse and Doll. Website coming Next week, I think. I hope. Oh, cool. I've updated a lot. I've fixed the links. We have a new URL. Dang. I guess I can pass the URL on to them now. Sure. If you're interested, it is, buckle in, it's a little longer than the old one, couragedollpodcast.wixsite, that's W-I-X-S-I-T-E, dot com slash, now playing. Cool. I'm going to change the slash because it's long, but you know. Okay. But, you know, it's straightforward. See what it looks like for now. It'll be in the description. Updates to be made. Yeah. Um, And subscribe. Bye. Bye.